Maggie, you don't like playing violin games, right? No, I prefer not to. I don't really like shooting at anyone or anything. No. It's not for me. Just uh, swords and... Axes and lances. And get your shoes <laughs> to do it. <laughs> yeah, from a distance it's different. Welcome to the Glasshouse Game Show, recorded in London at Glasshouse Brick Lane. I'm Jordan Erica Weber, and today I'm joined by Shay. Hello. Sam. Hello. Maggie. Hello. And Alex P. Hello. <laughs> Last but not least. Today we're going to talk about things that we might resolve to do in 2020 to improve our gaming lives. But first, uh, and this is really just for me, I want to ask Sam about the latest season of The Expanse. Is I mean, The Expanse is low-key one of the best shows on, and nobody really talks about it. But um, yeah, season four is really good. Uh, it's not as good as season three, mm. but that would be very hard because season three was like just a whole season of payoff. This felt like, without giving too much away, at the end of season three, sort of the entire game of like The Expanse changes. Mm. And it feels like they have to then go back to sort of the stakes of like season one in terms of... We have to build up again and set things up and stuff. So it's a little slower, which I think maybe is disappointing. Did you read the books? No. And oh. I deliberately I resolved not to because I was enjoying the show so much and I'm aware they condense and change things a bit. Mm. So and like drummer doesn't really exist in the books the same. Um, yeah. And she's she's just the best. Um So I, I have read all the books and this this series kind of it makes sense that it's a rebuilding one because that kind of was how the books were as well. Well yeah, not to give it I mean, without giving too much away, yeah, the, the end of the season definitely leads towards yeah, big stuff on the horizon and but should we explain what it is for people who don't yeah, know the expanse <laughs> is, a, is a sci-fi show it's a i'm not sure it's like a couple of centuries in the future mm. and it's where humanity is colonized the solar system and basically it's a political show about the sort of feuds between earth um a colonized mars and the belt which is all these asteroids and moons that are colonized um but the people in the belt basically grow up in space and low gravity and stuff so they're physically different and stuff and they and can't go down down the well they call it yeah down they, to the planet surface. they really struggle on gravity and stuff mm. um but they feel like outcasts and stuff and yeah there's basically all this like feuding and mars is like doesn't hasn't been able to terraform the planet yeah. So they're they're so, but they have all this advanced technology, but you know, and they're so there's yeah, it's all about this feuding and stuff, and yeah, I don't really want to say more than that because if you've never watched it, the way it escalates from that conflict to the stuff in later seasons is just phenomenal world building. It's like it just it like it just blooms perfectly, mm. and yeah, season three was just like wow, like just blew my mind, and season four like brings things back down, but they do so many cool sci-fi stuff. They wrap up my favorite subplot, which I was very sad to see end. Um, Can you give me any like code words for what subplot <laughs> that is? It's about the investigator. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that that gets wrapped up, mm. and I was very sad because that was that was such a conceptually weird and interesting thing, and just also one of my favorite characters. Mm. And people yeah, describe the expanse as like Game of Thrones in space, which is kind of reductive, but also if you are looking for something that's like grand scale stakes yeah. and interesting characters and I will, I will say that. I guess the, the main difference, though, it does definitely have that political density. I guess the main difference is it feels much more interesting because it's science fiction. And mm. so it's about protecting the way cultures were developed and sort of, and it, and it, and it doesn't lose Game of Thrones very quickly. I feel like after a few seasons lost that sense of like, 
grounding the conflicts and the needs of those factions and stuff mm. the expanse never loses sight of that of mm. why these people are still fighting and stuff and yeah it's, yeah. it's amazing also pretty pretty diverse cast as well very diverse yeah. cast actually is one of my favorite things about it so it's really cool Anyway, uh, we are re-recording these episodes. Uh, so in case anyone watching or listening hadn't realized, it's not actually 2020 for us yet. Uh, it's 2019, but Almost we're not. There. <laughs> yeah, we're nearly there. Um, so we're, we're not going to talk about um, any kind of current events or anything like that. Also, because we need a break from them. Um, so I thought we'd talk about something nice and light. Uh, New Year's resolutions, um, which is a thing that I have mixed feelings about. Um on the one hand, the kind of constant push for productivity uh, is is quite damaging. Um, and if you want to make a positive change in your life, you, like it seems a bit weird to tell people to wait until January 1st to do so. On the other hand, uh, I am the kind of person who likes to assign myself deadlines. Um, <laughs> and I have found that the arbitrary change in calendar from one year to another is a kind of convenient time at which to do that, especially given the quiet period between Christmas and New Year, um, if you're lucky. Um, it's a good time to kind of think about what I want to do with my life. Um, so, for instance, personally, in 2019, so these aren't anything to do with video games, but um, I had a few things that I managed to do over the year that weren't necessarily resolutions I made at the beginning of the year, but were things I kind of realized as I was going along. Um, for instance, I started journaling. Um, I wrote in a journal every single day, or at least I guess it's currently still the middle of December 2019. But hopefully by the time this episode goes out, I will have journaled every single day in 2019. Um, I'm still terrible at it, uh, however, so maybe that's me for 2020. Can you be bad at it? Uh, just like I think you're supposed to write about your feelings, right? And oh, I, okay. I'm always like, well, I don't want to talk about that. Let's just talk about what I did today <laughs> um, and all the work things I achieved, um, which is not really what journals are for. Um, I also, I tried a new meal every week, cooking, uh, which is a big deal for me because I've had issues with food um recommendations wise. Uh, I've been trying uh, a lot of Anna Jones recipes. She's really good for vegetarians. Oh, maybe wow. worth a look I won't <laughs> uh, also the green roasting tin good for lazy vegetarians because you just put oh, all the stuff well, in one that's definitely one. <laughs> <laughs> um uh i also didn't buy any physical items from amazon um which is a decision i felt better and better about as the year went on and stories started coming out about the way that amazon treats their employees uh however i still subscribe to amazon prime it's how i watch the expanse uh, amazon now owns <laughs> not, the expanse so. not to give too much away i i use amazon prime but it's not my account so i feel okay. like i feel like i'm basically just a parasite at this point <laughs> that is a way to get around it uh i do also have a kindle i really love my kindle so obviously i'm kind of tied into amazon's ecosystem but you know we do what we can and then the final thing i didn't buy any new clothes uh which is a big one for me because i like clothes uh and also appear on television and need kind of a new outfit for every episode so i started shopping at charity shops often with maggie which has been really fun um i also learned how to sew uh, and made some, I've made my own skirt. I'm actually wearing it now, but I don't know if I can stand up and show the camera or whether that will freak Kit out. So maybe I should just, Stay. what do you think, Kit? Feel free. Okay, I'll show everyone my, uh, this is my skirt that what? I made. It's, it's great. great. Oh, it's yeah. really nice. It's got, a, it's got an invisible zip and everything. Uh, so very complicated. I love invisible yeah. zips and buttons. That's <laughs> my favorite thing. And I'm going to make a top in the new year. So that's something Exciting. for me to look forward to. To match it. Uh, I don't want the same material. <laughs> I don't think so. It's probably not my style. Oh, and this top is from a charity shop. So I'm all I'm all dressed in my kind of more eco-friendly wardrobe. Does, did anyone so, else have any? Oh, sorry. You're so fashionable, though. That's great. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I try. 
Did anyone else have any New Year's resolutions in 2019 or just like things that they achieved or? I did. <coughs> yeah. um, I made strides in my career. Um, I went from like- screaming. What was this? I don't know, because it feels like, I, it feels weird to like brag about yourself. Like- Brag know. away. Oh, oh. Brag away, that's what this um, is. I guess, yeah. I mean, I went from like streaming full time for Xbox to now like being able to call myself a presenter, um, which is pretty cool because that's like, what I wanted to do as a kid. I was like, well, I'm not smart enough to make games, but I can talk about them. Shay. No, no, I can't. No, because like, I'm genuinely, I'm not very good at maths. Like I'm not very technical, but I, I don't want to call anyone out, but if you met some of the people that make games, there's some real dumbasses that make games. You'll be fine. Also, this is your opportunity to brag about yourself. There's no need to front load it with a criticism I, of yourself. It's, I thought I was being fair, but maybe it is a you're criticism. Not being, you're, you're fantastic. Own Thank it. You. Just be um, all in. So yeah, I mean, yeah. like presenting for like BAFTA and McLaren consistently and having them actually say, you're pretty good. That was, that was nice. And also I just started saying yes to things. I spent 2018 and actually like the vast majority of my life, like saying no, like I won't be good at that or I'm not good enough to do that. And I just like sort of closed my eyes and said yes to most opportunities that were given to me. Um, And it's like worked out really well. I feel like I've failed my way upwards but like in a good way so yeah well it's more like fake it till you make it right yeah, exactly. there's a difference between failing your way upwards which is the thing that white guys do yeah and faking it till you make it which is a thing that everyone else does basically yeah so that's been pretty nice for 2019 that's mm. awesome yeah. how about you maggie uh, i keep it really simple because it's easier <laughs> <laughs> that's a very maggie answer <laughs> my one it. resolution for the last few years it's always the same resolution is to just be good or do good and mm-hmm. that's it. I never fail. And I hope I get better <laughs> without trying too hard. That's a good one. That's good. No. Oh. I feel like mine are all a bit self-serving now. Me too. <laughs> I was like, no. I, I, no. I made strides in my career. I made lots of money. I didn't actually make a lot of money. But like, yeah. One day. Maybe 2020. Maybe that's what The I'll year of bankrolling, yeah. yeah. Uh, any of you, either of you two have New Year's resolutions for 2019 or? Um, I did. Um and hopefully I'll see it through to the end of the year. Um, this is quite heavy. But um, basically at the start of the year, I was just like, yeah, just survived to the, the toy toy. Um, I've had a really bad couple of years, so it was just like important. It was like, yeah, just, yeah. So if I make it to the end, if, if I'm seeing this, presumably I, I made it. And so, yeah, that was that was it. Just, just get to the other end of 2019, basically. I think we all agree with that one. Yeah, definitely a good one. And something else to mention, I guess, with New Year's resolutions, like, I guess they can be kind of, you know, like at the end of the year, you often see people like tweeting about all their accomplishments from the year and stuff. And if you're someone who hasn't felt, you know, their 100% their best self that year, that can probably seem quite, that can probably be quite painful. So I guess that's the thing to keep in mind as well. But but I think it's important to remember, like, if you, if you feel, if you come to the end of the year and you feel like, oh, I didn't get anything done or I didn't feel achieved anything. The likelihood is you were probably dealing with a lot of stuff mm. and getting to the end of the year was really important and you should be mm. proud that you got through all that stuff and you're still here and you're going to go and do the things you want to do still. Like, don't, yeah, like, ever, no, no one gets to do everything in one year. Like, mm. just, be, you got here, you dealt with your stuff. That's really good and you should be proud of yourself. And also on that point of, like, people sort of showing the best on social media because I, I sort of flip-flop with that like you see people kind of say oh well you know make sure you don't internalize like people you know sharing their inc- accomplishments if you haven't done anything or you felt like you haven't done anything positive um chances are like people just don't want to talk about like the heavier stuff mm. because 
yeah, I don't know. Social media is weird. Like we're not entitled to like people's vulnerability um, without again, getting too heavy. Like I've still like dealt with a lot of stuff this year, even though I've I had a lot of good, like compared to last year, um, like talking about the bad isn't necessarily like, you know, goals or accomplishments or things I wanted to happen this year. I think sharing the good is just as important as thinking about the bad, be be it privately or publicly. It's also a problem for people like us who freelance, mm. right? With yeah. other, like obviously we've got our job here, but we mm. do other work as well. And you worry about how much you can share online yeah. because of what employers might see. And yeah, that's yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely, I've, I don't share everything in particular this year. I, I made a conscious effort to share less, I think, mm. but I definitely have shared a lot about my mental health and stuff in the past. And I think, I, I mean, I don't know, but I feel like it's had an impact on the people that will approach me about work and stuff. Sure. Um, which kind of sucks. Mm. Um, and I've definitely, I know for a fact there's, there is work that I've lost out on because, on account of my mental health directly. Mm. So. Yeah. Alex P, any resolutions for 2019? From 2019, right? Yeah. Like, um, well. You've achieved quite a big thing this year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was probably what was most going into my head going into 2019 because uh yeah my wife was like would have been eight months pregnant at that point um and i mean we had a um we had made a kind of a concerted decision in a way uh about welcoming our daughter um that it was like a welcoming thing right it was she was going to be coming into our lives and we didn't want to become those kind of parents that become like kind of baby obsessive in a way like their entire lives change because they have I mean they do regardless of whether you want them to or not but (laughs) they change almost who they are um sometimes parents might like lose themselves when they have kids and I think what we were really trying to do was was not lose ourselves not lose the things that um we enjoy most in life and I guess importantly that we enjoy most about each other uh and it can be a uh, well, you don't know how difficult that is, I guess, until you actually like are faced with it <laughs> in a way. Um, but I, th- I think we've done all right. <laughs> uh, it's uh, um, if that was anything as a resolution, though, I think staying as more of a well is it was to welcome our child and not become our mm. child. Mm. And she is amazing. Yeah. So truly the best incidentally yeah. I don't know a incidentally a very <laughs> very cool baby mm. or rather a small person now I guess <laughs> yeah yeah. I'm not sure what the is there like a, a solid line they cross before they're, before they become a toddler I don't even know what infant to baby to toddler yeah. it's all I, I guess mean, that, a, that was part if of, you're a year younger than me you're a baby <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works why well, is anyone here younger than you me oh you oh so yeah. Shay's a baby okay. <laughs> <Hey>, Shay <laughs> I'm so used to in games. Like every time I meet people in games media, I'm like, I, I feel like that cats have this thing where every creature they meet, they assume is another cat, apparently. And I have this thing where I just assume everyone is the same age as me. Mm. And so then I'm like, you know, I've known someone for a year and then suddenly like, they bring up their age and they're like, oh yeah, I'm 20 years old. I'm like, I met you when you were 18. <laughs> And you were so successful already. Mm. So intimidating. The games industry is full of like weirdly successful, very young people. It's a bit of a weird space to be in. Um, Speaking of gaming, obviously none of my resolutions from 2019 were related to games. Although I I kind of started one, which was, um, you know, uh, the meditations. 
the kind of gamer day calendar oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, curated by Rami Ismail um, with some other people's help. So each for each day of the year, there was an, a new kind of mini game available. And for the first kind of half of the year, third of the year, I was playing them every day and writing about them on my website as like, because I don't really write very much any, anymore um, as a way to keep writing. But it just it just got too much, like trying to remember to fit it into my day. And, yeah. you know, I travel so much for work and stuff that it just became a bit of a faff. So I made a decision to stop rather than let myself kind of try and keep up and feel guilty about it. I was just like, no, I can't I do mean, that once year. every day like every single day is hard yeah like, like, and to write about it yeah mm. yeah like yeah to play something and then write about that's hard so that you 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 did a bunch of it at all is amazing mm. so so i thought we could talk about other gaming related resolutions uh maybe ones that are a little bit less stressful that we could maybe try for 2020 does anyone have any ideas well, this is this is tied into the switch that I got recently, um, which is basically just to try and get off my get through my backlog. Mm. And I've I've moaned about it for ages, which is people on when they get their switches talk about games that I played two years ago and was raving about, and no one cared about. And now they play, right? yeah, like Hollow Knight. <laughs> I was like, I, it was like no one cared when I was talking about that game, and then it, two years later or what, a year later it comes out in Switch, and everyone's like, oh, have you heard of this game, Hollow Knight? And I'm like, <laughs> and um, but. I've now become that person because I'm now like I'm so busy and I'm looking at things that I miss and I'm going I'm trying to make an effort of like because the switch because it's handheld I can bring it and it's like I plan out like oh I'm on a train journey I've got an hour and like trying to find games that will fit into those chunks and try and get back through stuff that I missed um so Zelda Breath of the Wild isn't I've already played it <laughs> but I, I didn't get Next into topic. it <laughs> for the for the for people who maybe don't have uh visuals uh Shay and I just exchanged a look capital L um <laughs> I didn't hate it I just didn't get into it so mm. this is but I played on a on an emulator cough um so now so now i want to i want to play it properly on my switch mm. and and give it a go um but other than that i think most of the games that i'm trying to pick up are, that i missed are like smaller stuff mm. um although i'm also trying to make time to play things that just i like and want to play through again i got mm. super brothers sword and sorcery on switch which is one of my favorite games of all time wow. i haven't played in years so I've been playing through that again. Isn't that from like 2008 or something? 2000, I think it came out in iPhone in 2010 and then it okay. came to PC in 2011. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, the Switch port is fantastic. Mm. Um, it'll, it's, still, it's still such a wonderful game. Um, but yeah, also trying to catch up and stuff. Apparently Ashen is, should, I mean, it Soon. must be out now on Soon Switch. Soon uh, no, I think it's already out. I just haven't got around to it. But that's one I wanted to do because that was from the end of last of, of 2018 and that was one I missed. So I want to get that. And yeah, there's a bunch of games. I just want to try and get on my Switch so I can start playing through this backlog. And then, then I can cut out the games that like aren't on Switch. Like Outer Wilds is one. Ooh. It's the big one of 2019 I never got around to. So it's one I want to get around to. But it's not on Switch. So I know that I'm going to have to. I'm like okay. Polygon's Game of the Year, Outer Wilds. Was it? Mm? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Switch is great for, I think, the backlog. Because especially if you focus, if you're trying to focus with the backlog of the smaller games like yeah. those like hour two hour three hour games because those are the ones that you can you're not really missing much right from playing it on handheld i should say yeah uh like a game like outer wilds not that i think you would like necessarily it's not gonna be a worst game on switch but there is a bit of awe yeah. in outer wilds i think that just 
blowing it up a bit. From, yeah, I, from I only have the handheld switch, so it's only handheld mm. mode I have in my switch. But um, but the only, the only downside about trying to use the switch to go back through your backlog, and no one told me just how expensive yeah. games on the switch are yeah. my god especially I, if you already have all of these games on your just on your steam library yeah. you know you pick them up in sales for like a fiver or whatever well, and now it's true. like please pay 20 pounds for this the one that nearly gave me a heart attack was going through the store and i was like oh zelda breath of the wild right i'll get around i'll give mm. another go 60 quid it's still 60 yeah, quid i was like what like, try like it shouldn't have been Isaac. 60 quid when it was out new. I was like, oh, is that what's, what's Binding Isaac? Binding was just like this. Uh, I mean, well, I know, I know the it's game. It's a great but... game. Yeah, no, but it's like 40 quid on Switch. What? And you can get it for practically free like what? anywhere else. Wow. That's, that's incredible. And it's like a, what, 10-year-old game or the something? The price you I mean, pay for convenience. Yeah. Do, Maggie, Shay, do either of you two have backlogs that you want to work through? To be honest, that's like my biggest gaming resolution is that like I've got such a big backlog on my PS4. Like I, I made a YouTube video about this. Like I have this thing where when I, like, I play loads of games and then I get to a certain point where I'm like all right, I'm done. And I just kind of put the game down. Like We I, just talked about that with Life is yeah, Strange. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was more so for story reasons because I was like, well, I don't want anything bad to happen to them. That's their ending, done. <laughs> but like Horizon Zero Dawn was my favorite game of 2017. I haven't finished it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I really liked what I played and I was like, I kind of don't want this to end. So it's just there, like unfinished. Um, so I actually want to go back and like, un like finish all of those games. Like The Witcher 3, haven't finished. Like yeah <laughs> so started sam and so um, i mean i've played through it like four i don't know how i found the Wait, time four times yeah that game was like i'm playing through it my fifth long. time for this the series that i'm doing i've played through it a fifth time so mm, wow. so why do you want to go back and finish them then well just to see the endings i somehow have like managed to avoid spoilers for like most of those games so i kind of just i want to see the endings but also just I guess the the whole gamer thing, I just want to say that I have, get that little trophy, like this game is mm. completed and then it's done and then I can move on to like new games without feeling a sense of guilt because I have that now. Like I've had to play, like this year mm. I've played the most games I think I've played in my whole life maybe. Maybe that's an exaggeration. Well, like I've, per year or more this year than in your entire life up until this point? Yeah, I, yeah, I want to say I, it'd be a massive exaggeration okay. in my whole life. But yeah, like per year, like, 2019 i played the most games and like finished the most and it was kind of nice finishing a lot of games finishing the ones that you can finish anyway mm. metro exodus didn't finish that because i was like this is very boring but like uh, <laughs> that's a good reason expression. not to finish something <laughs> um, it's gonna be another gif that's, um, that's interesting though because like my i don't i didn't consciously make a resolution about it but i did oh. think about this over the last year was actually <laughs> That was a saucer for anyone who's just listening. <laughs> a flying saucer. A flying saucer. Um, I, uh, but yeah, no, last last year I made, uh, sorry, um, through 2019, I made actually a conscious effort. The thing I started doing was like being okay with not finishing things. Oh, okay. Like I constantly push myself through stuff and realized that there, there's games... There's games that were not worth it, but there's also games that, like, if I'd stopped when I was, like, I got my fill of it, I probably would have thought quite, quite positively on. Mm. It's a complicated thing, I guess, because because as a reviewer, I, I guess I feel obligated to review games as a whole, and I don't sure. feel like I can review a game if I just, you know, play through, you know, a portion that's not, you know, particularly if it's narrative-led. Like, I feel like I can't grade the whole game unless I've played through all of it. 
This is where you're currently at with Death Stranding, right? (laughs) Feeling differently depending on what point of the game you're at. Yeah, like I I got like about a dozen hours or so in. I feel like I definitely got what I wanted out of it. And now and again, I'll play through it and those bits crop up again. Those like hiking across a mountain or like rappelling down a cliff or something. There's these little moments of traversal that I really get. But then there's like, but then yeah, I go, I go back into the story and stuff. And I'm like, uh, but it's it's a thing of like, I want to finish this because I feel like I can I can't possibly make a comment in such a story led game unless mm. I've seen the entirety of it. But if I was just playing it for me, I would have stopped hours and hours ago and just been fine. I would have been like, that was I enjoyed that, and I would have never thought about it again. Maggie, well, wait till you get ten more hours in. <laughs> Did you say twelve? <laughs> well, I put, I put like, I mean, now I'm at like thirty hours. I, I stopped enjoying it like fifteen hours ago. I guess. Oof. Okay, we will cover that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our Death Stranding review will probably be live by the time yes, this video yeah, goes out, so you can go and watch it. Maggie, I'm interested on your feelings on finishing games and clearing out backlogs because I know you don't like games that waste your time. <laughs> do you feel an obligation to finish a game once you've started it or do you just it move depends. on? I, I think if I really want to find out the ending, I'll keep going. But that's why I kind of feel like, because time is so precious, you know, you, you, you want to spend it well. And if you're not enjoying it, then what am I doing? Just mashing buttons mm. in the same place. It's How many fun. hours in Fire Emblem? That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I did two roads in that. <laughs> oh, I really wanted the third one as well. So yeah, that's so, my backlog. <laughs> yeah, is your backlog just finishing Fire Emblem again? <laughs> no, there's others. I really want to play Return of the Orbit in. Mm. I keep saying I will. Uh, yeah. Um, there is also Elsinore. I played a bit of that at Adventure X, talked to one of the devs there. That was really good. Yeah. Oberdin was my game of the year, 2017. Oh, was it? Elsinore is one of my favorites from 2018. Uh, oh, no, not 2017. 2018. Yeah. Sorry. Last year. Okay. Last year. Fact check. I keep feeling like it's like 2018 now. It's not at all. In fact, it's 2020, the future. Um. <laughs> Time is hard. That's what we're telling you. But yeah, Elsinore, yeah. excellent game. For people who don't know, it's a game where you replay the events of Hamlet from the point of view of Ophelia and you try and change things to make it not a tragedy. Yes. Um, so it's a time loop game where you just play through it over and over and over again to see if you can make it so that there's a happy ending i guess is the goal well, is there one i'm not sure if there is that's going to well i mean yeah. spoilers I, I don't want to spoil it but yeah that's whole that's kind of part of the question that the game asks um but yeah it's excellent so if you haven't played elsinore play it where where are you all at as far as because there's a lot of talk of like um you know you might be enjoying a game and but then sometimes you feel like you're done with actually the gameplay but you kind of just want to see the ending or mm-hmm. where the story goes up are you against just watching like the YouTube uh, cutscene compilations or no, story absolutely. compilations? No, absolutely. Oh yeah, I do yeah. that all the time. Yeah, because oh Maggie, I'm not against it, but I'd rather play it. Uh, I think I can think of only one game where I've watched someone play through the whole way. It's Christopher Odd playing a We Happy Few. Oh, I loved that. I well, loved watching him play that. Mm. I haven't actually played it myself. But. but is that because you wouldn't want to play it or you just didn't have it? I felt like it was quite janky, so I wasn't sure whether to buy it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. It's quite condemning though, isn't it? Like, I feel like I, I, I watch a game to see the ending just so I can have that, like, I guess. Closure. Yeah. yeah. But it is like, if I've had to do that, I feel like the game didn't do, you know, mm. didn't do what it's intended. Because if I didn't, I was engaged enough to see it through my own. And I, and I feel like once you, as soon as you thought, God, I just want to go and watch the ending now, I feel like the game's tanked, mm. you know, like at that point. You should, 
you should like, you should want like I think of the games and I've just like I wanted to see the ending so badly like like the way and it's not necessarily short games like The Witcher Three is like a hundred hours long and I I remember playing through it all going, I cannot wait to see the ending mm. so I'm being very satisfied with it and it's a differentiation right I cannot wait or I just want to see it now. I just <laughs> want it over and yeah and I think yeah once you reach that point but I definitely yeah no if you if you hit a point and your your time is precious like you, mm. you might mm. be saying like you should absolutely just fire in and watch yeah. the ending if there you is, want. There is a game where I couldn't get to the end because I was too scared. It's Soma. And so I want to watch mm. the ending on YouTube. Ah. I wasn't far actually, but I got too scared. And so I was like, oh, just go look for someone's playthrough. Did you, That's another incredible game. Yeah. Did you play with the No Monsters mode? This is before they had the... Uh, uh, yeah, because that makes the so game so much better. That was really frustrating as well, yeah. Because I don't, I don't think the monsters yeah. in Soma are good. I think they really bogged the game down. So I was going to ask, like, better in a less or more scary way. I well, so I don't think the monsters in Soma are scary, which is why I feel mm. like it was interesting when they really because somebody modded it. It was initially somebody did a mod of it and removed them, and I because rem, I remember thinking someone should when I was because I played it not long after I'd played Alien Isolation, and it was weird because Alien Isolation felt like a in terms of like hiding from monsters was a so much more elaborate and nuanced version of what Soma was doing. So nuanced like so Soma really suffered from that mm. comparison. But it was frustrating because I was like, but the things that it does well, which is because what it what Soma does really well is it, it has other gameplay sequences where you're directly engaging with the narrative. You're not fighting or avoiding monsters or anything, but there's all these, I guess, puzzles, but they're very narrative like they don't feel like puzzles. So you're interacting with that world and you're doing stuff and it's getting you thinking about the story very directly. And it's, it's really clever, really good. I wrote a lot about Soma in my book about philosophy and games because well, it's, it's basically a philosophical thought experiment. Yeah, like yeah. It's, about, it's about consciousness and mm. continuity yeah. and stuff. And it's, yeah, it's really, it's really good. And But the things that are scary about that game are to do with its story and the stuff it gets you thinking because it's quite unsettling. And I think, yeah, the monsters felt so cheap because the narrative's mm -hmm. so rich and the monsters were just like, they felt like such an afterthought. So when they did the official mode, I felt like that felt like a concession from the developers. Mm. Yeah, monsters aren't really worth it. And I think, yeah, that's definitely, if you if you do go and check out some of that's definitely the way to play it. Either of you two got gaming resolutions you might try for 2020? Um, apart from like clearing my backlog, I think that also comes from a place of me not necessarily being like, I've been a console gamer my whole life. So mm -hmm. a lot of like games that came out on the PC have now like come to the Switch. So I'll probably check them out there, but like I'll probably <sighs> check out a lot of PC games now too. One thing I want to like do too is like get good again at fighting games. Mm -hmm. Like I love them, love them my whole life. I like know a lot about them and like all of the frame advantage and stuff, but like actually putting that into practice requires a great deal of like muscle memory which i've just like lost mm. so i want to you know retrain myself in that sense yeah and actually, i was going to ask if anyone has any genre specific um like gaming your resolutions so you were just saying sam right no more open world games <laughs> ever again. Yeah, i yeah i think i think i'm really burnt out on mm. open world stuff i think i'm like gonna play a game now and it's just a corridor i'm like i remember when everyone moaned about final fantasy 13 being a corridor nowadays i'm just like give just just point me in a please like yeah. walking sims only mm. yeah well well it's weird because death stranding sort of <laughs> is a walking sim but when it's not walking sim i hate it um but like i don't I, know um i cg obviously couldn't be here for this episode um but Happy New Year, cg 
Yes, Aww. Happy New Year, CT. Uh, they suggested that my resolution might be less Beat Saber, but I think probably <laughs> I actually need to commit to playing more Beat Saber yes. for a similar reason to you, right? Like mm. you want to get better at fighting games again. Yeah. I want to get good at Beat Saber again, uh, in part so that I can take on Alex P um, <laughs> and beat him. We will film and record. Yeah, this. Yes, I didn't know this was a showdown series. waiting to happen. I want to see this. Yeah, because there's like new songs and stuff on it now as well. Because I'm playing on PlayStation VR. Alex is playing on uh, PC, right? Yeah. What new songs? What's the new song? Um, so they've uh, they've added the um, oh, what's that? racing game where you play football in a car rocket rocket league yeah. they've added a load of songs from rocket league they've oh. also added a song from the greatest showman um which i love um and uh oh panic at the disco what's that oh, what's that recent song from panic at the disco oh, i don't listen to that i band. don't is it the one they did for frozen that's it, no the not the one they do. Oh, into the unknown <laughs> yes that's the oh, only one i know wow. I was at I was on the um, uh, underground the other day, like waiting for a train, and there was a little kid singing into the unknown, and it just demonstrated how much more annoying Frozen Two is going to be for parents than Frozen One. Because <laughs> at least with Let It Go, there was like a tune that kids could kind of pick up, like Let It Go, Let It Go, and it gets kind of repetitive. But Frozen Two, it's just into the unknown, <laughs> into the unknown, <laughs> and for a kid who can't pick the the notes, just singing that over and over and over again. <laughs> is going to drive parents up the wall this Christmas. So I, uh, I want to be like, that's what you get for taking your kids to see <laughs> Disney movies. That's it. Take, take them to see some art cinema next time. <laughs> that's, what, that's what you deserve. It has some good messaging in it. You have me two. horrified for my Christmas when I'm going to a household with four small children. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> um, has anyone else got any games that they want to resolve to play more or less of? Like individual games? specific individual games yeah so like, like if i'm gonna play more beat saber oh, right. to try and get good at it maybe there's a game that you spend too much time on you think and you want to let it go a bit so that you can let it go <laughs> a bit so that you can play some other games or like maggie mm. wants to play fire emblem again i did let it go for a while <laughs> two months <laughs> i did i remember at one point it was like help texting help i can't get off this game <laughs> it was almost enforced because you had to return the glass house switch that is also true <laughs> I, I, I wanted to finish both words before I had to return it. <laughs> I love the thought of you playing Fire Emblem. Like, just, I can stop anytime I want. Okay. <laughs> and then picking up my phone going, help, I can't stop. I'll come on in two hours. <laughs> this is an yeah. intervention. <laughs> Fire Emblem directly affected mine and Maggie's friendship. Because we didn't hang out as much as we intended to. <laughs> wow. I had to train my students. <laughs> mm. Have you got any other potential resolutions for 2020 then? Uh, yeah. Um, although they're sort of also food related okay so we'll add a disclaimer here for anyone who doesn't want to listen to us talk about food uh this next section will be about food go for it yeah i snack a lot when i'm playing games and what i what i do is i get a bowl like a cereal bowl and i empty crisps into it so and then i beat them up with my spoon a little bit so they're nice and small because i don't like to get my hands oily and then touch my controller Does yeah chopsticks <gasps> Oh, that's Whoa, <laughs> oh my gosh, changer. mind blown. <laughs> game change, that's so clever. That will take up way too much. Like, I just thing. suddenly feel so <laughs> stupid that yeah. I've never just thought, yeah, chopsticks. Is that you're what welcome. you do? <laughs> if, yeah, if you're in a hurry, I guess you could just tilt the bowl towards your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would help me get... <laughs> I know, I'm, just, I'm, I'm sorry. so sorry. We just talked about Life is Strange 2 and how my favorite thing about that game was how if I had telekinesis, I would never have to touch anything with my <laughs> hands. <laughs> So that's where I'm at with um, with yeah. touching snacks and then yeah. controllers. It would help me get better at chopsticks, I guess, if I started mm. doing that. 
because I'm quite bad with them. I could. I guess it wouldn't be hard for me because I've been using chopsticks a long, long long time. Mm. Um, But what I really want to do now is just eat healthier than just crisps. Switch to veg. Hummus. Hummus is my go-to snack. Yeah, anything with with a spoon. Hummus and some like nice crackers. Gaming snacks. Yeah, I don't. You know what? Since I pivoted to becoming a fitness influencer, I don't actually snack that much. Like I just, I don't have the um, like the the desire. No, I just like I eat my meals. I might have like ice cream in the evening or chocolate, and then like I used to eat a whole bar, and now I only have like two blocks, and I'm like, oh, I'm done. Like that's I don't snack anymore. Wow. I always snack with them when I'm with friends. Yeah, it's good to snack with friends. Yeah, but no, no gaming snacks for me. Maybe I should resolve to snack in 2020. <laughs> Might be better. What, what would be your snack of choice, though? Yeah. Just biscuits. I'm a biscuit fiend. Yeah, but okay. Now, now we've got to guess what okay. biscuits. Oh, yeah. Go. The great biscuit debate. <laughs> Ooh. I have thoughts on biscuits, but I'll wait for Shay. Oh, I feel like we should make a, an official glass house biscuit tier. <laughs> like, um, love. <laughs> okay, dislike, hate. Um, Oh, I really like custard creams. Oh, I love custard okay, good. creams. Good. Um, what else? I know I know they're trash, but they remind me of my childhood party rings. Oh, I love party rings. Oh, no. I like party rings. Safe space. Good. I made party rings once. What? It was so much fun. I bet yours were even better yeah. than regular party rings as I, well. I mean, you know. The regular ones aren't very good. They don't yeah, they've changed them. them, haven't they? Oh, yeah. I'm sure they've I taken some oh, some yeah. flavorings Probably. out of them now. Definitely. Shay prefaced it by saying, I know these are trash. <laughs> <laughs> So I actually, um, not really related to games, but like I've been trying to cut down on foods with palm oil in because of the destruction of the rainforest. Um, and I, my go-to biscuit has been chocolate digestives and they have palm oil you in them. You are lying. No, what? I'm so sorry. Oh my God. So what I'm going to do, because I am a baker, is I'm going to resolve to bake biscuits every weekend, a batch of biscuits, wow. so that when I need to snack during the week, I can just get something homemade Feels better, right? Feels healthier, even though it probably isn't. Um, and it doesn't have palm oil in because I made it myself. I think so. it, I think it generally probably is healthier though, because mm. even even like on a mental because you know what goes into it for a start, which means you're aware of those things and you you know you think a lot more about it. But I think also like I don't know like there's things that like you make homemade and it's very basic and there's not a lot of sugar in it. And then you look how much sugar mm. they put in like you know like branded mm. stuff and it's like no, nah, I think I think you probably could be, but. You can also do oat biscuits. Mm. Even homemade stuff can, I mean. I mean, you can definitely make it unhealthy. Because my, my partner, she loves to bake just as like, you know, as, as you like to bake. It's as meditative. A, you know, it's a, yeah. yeah, it's a, yeah. Uh, it's like a thing to do. And she, the one thing that she complains about the most is that like every recipe she has to have or quarter the amount of sugar mm. that's in the recipe because whatever comes out is i mean she also has medical reasons that she has to do that but even just for taste reasons like it can be so overwhelming was that the less sugar and sweets in general in chinese food because i i know well, that in some asian countries they like there just isn't a lot sugar of... is sugar is like a seasoning sugar mm. is like a is on the whatever tray you have that would also have your salt and msg and pepper and everything or not black pepper but Mm -hmm. whatever like your seasoning sugar would be there for dashing into Mm. while cooking so i I think it's more of like maybe it's a thing of where there's more sugar sort of 
across the board in dishes in savory dishes, but the sweets themselves are maybe less mm. yeah. over overbearingly sweet. There mm. is one thing I can think of with a lot of sugar: mooncakes. Oh, mooncakes! Ah, <laughs> uh, yum. Mm. <laughs> also, um, did you have any resolutions, Kip? Whoa! Oh, I don't know. Just spanner in the works. How I about did you, not Kip? Prepare. Um, <laughs> So my 2019 was pretty tumultuous as well. I started it in a different country and uh, began it uh, by coming back and regrouping and, well, starting this project in the end. Um, resolutions is to have a less tumultuous 2020, I think. And hey, just hey. to uh, really kind of um, concentrate on what's important and not have so many annoying distractions from it, I suppose. What's important, Kit? Us. Uh, important things are you lot and um, I think a kind of an ability to switch off from things. So mm. having uh, a good distinction between um, busyness and downtime and being able to enjoy both, I suppose. Oh. I hope everyone gets that in 2020. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've done Sam, we've done Shay, we've done Maggie. Alex P, any gaming resolutions for 2020? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's almost further to what Kit was just saying. And uh, are resolutions actually, are they strictly things that you had like done before that you want to stop doing? Or is it something No, just, you can resolve to do a new thing. Well, it's, I guess what I was thinking is that it's something that I want to resolve to not start doing. Uh, so like with... Um, basically with my daughter, it's a thing of, I mean, it's related to games. I think I have a tendency to be able to get very like tunneled into a game, you know, especially when you're playing kind of Forex or Sim games or whatever, these things that are just, hmm. uh, take over your life. And, uh, I just want to make sure that I'm conscious of being okay with like pushing pause or pushing the escape to not miss those moments that are very missable mm. um i mean i think there's those every time i hear uh parents who have like experience i should say uh you know they say that the the, the things that you miss the most later are the things you didn't realize you were going to miss and so it's just about avoiding those things <laughs> about avoiding missing those things mm. that i don't know what i'm going to miss later and i think i mean that's some maybe something for everything in your life but games i think we we, we all here spend so much time playing games presumably <laughs> mm -hmm. <Yeah>. <laughs> with how much we have to talk about it and i think it's easy for those to just you know become so tunnel visioned into into something because you're enjoying it so much but uh those those moments that you might enjoy probably still won't match up to to the real people world in your life. yeah yeah so would anyone else give up all games with guns in for a year? Or Maggie, you don't like playing violent games, right? No, I prefer not to. I don't really like shooting at anyone or anything. No. It's not for me. Just uh, swords and... Axes and axes. And get your students <laughs> to do it. <laughs> yeah, from a distance it's different. If there were guns in Fire Emblem, would you have stopped playing it? No. Come on. <laughs> so what you're really fine with is getting people to do your bidding. That's what we've learned. You just like you just don't want to get your hands dirty. I don't mind telling my characters what to do. 
It's not about violence. It's about who's in charge. Oh, I see. There's a separation, right? Because you have to give the action and then they carry it out. This is like so the trolley like, problem, right? Like, would you pull the lever to divert the trolley so that it kills oh, one person instead of three? Or is it better to not touch the lever? Because then whoever dies, even if it's more people, it's not your responsibility because you I didn't touch the lever. I stand by the good place for resolution to this problem, which is the, the only ethical solution is to take yourself to you know sacrifice yourself mm -hmm. but then don't four people die no then you die you destroy but the train derail the, you, you derail the train, the train. Ah, right, you okay. derail the train before it hits anybody <laughs> it's just, it's I'm not making that decision <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought I'm opting out <laughs> everyone should watch The Good Place yes on uh, oh it's wrapping up soon it is mm -hmm. it's on that but break it, I'm like oh, yeah, yeah I didn't know that was happening mm -hmm. I'm distraught <laughs> pretty sad but i'm glad i'm glad that they're actually like ending it instead of saying let's mm. just keep doing this for as long as we can this and is my plug for mr robot everyone watch mr robot so <laughs> it's, it's also in its final season it's also wrapping up and it's maybe my all-time favorite tv show i'll watch it and the expanse <laughs> <laughs> lots of television mr. for everyone robot, to watch the expanse, no guns is hard though isn't it and i like the expanse a lot we're still talking about guns yeah no <laughs> yeah. guns no, <laughs> no guns, guns is hard because uh, uh, well, there's a i mean even just to you saying it that you don't know Sometimes you just games you don't know if they have guns and then do you just stop playing it? Mm. Or like if yeah. you, I mean there's some I get where... off by games when I know like uh like Watch Dogs Three, I was really hoping they were just gonna get rid of guns because it feels so unnecessary in that game. Wait, are they not getting rid of no, guns? No, no, Watch Dogs Three definitely yeah, in the trailer the, the gameplay about the release, yeah, they're still over the shoulder shooting. I'm, oh. I'm assuming it's gonna be like Watch Dogs Two and you cannot do it. But I so I was just like, just get rid of it. It's, that makes no sense. Yeah, so Watch Dogs Legion, right? It's called yes. the one that's set in the UK, yeah. where people don't really. Well, have they've guns. they've they've set this, they've sought this like future world where this dictatorship's taken over the UK post Brexit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. So I don't. I'm assuming they think somehow that will lead to an influx of firearms in the UK. Um, Probably but, because of that special relationship we have with the United States. Yes. Right? Um, but it, it feels if Massive in a game trade deal. <laughs> in a game in a game about hacking, it feels so unnecessary. It's like mm. you've got this more much more interesting way to engage with that world. And then it, we, we brought up Death Stranding, and it feels like a similar thing. Like there's a much more interesting way to engage with this world. The guns feel like so out of place. And I find that with a lot of games, it feels it just feels cowardly. Like they just go back, and I think that's why you have this thing where games drop them in later it's almost like they made so much of the game on one thing and then we're like oh maybe people will get bored we should let them kill things now like uh, what about um like splatoon yeah i was just thinking <clears> that there's like the deck counting like, no it's playful it's... like it's just paintball right it's like, still splatoon. a gun it's still a gun yeah, yeah but it's paint but i know yeah they're so, markers they're so really guns. it's no bullets in which case <laughs> what about mario there's the cannons. There are bullets. The, there are the bullets in Mario. Oh, yeah. let's, let's face it. Mario has committed genocide plenty of times. <laughs> let's Goombas. go. Let's be, all, all Justice those, for the Goombas. They're just going about their thing and he just shows up in the world and stomps on them. Mar Mario is evil. Let's be real. Is it a thing of where he's trying, the gent who's making this resolution where he's trying to... Um, he is a gent. Alex uh, said. <laughs> uh, where he's just trying to make a dent in violence in video games because i mean is there really that big of a difference i mean maybe like actually culturally in in our modern world as far as an issue with gun violence especially in the states uh but like as far as the action is that action different of of a sword or a you know axe Sorry, yeah i think i think chopping would, somebody's head off versus I feel, shooting somebody i feel typically strong just more or less just as strong about violence overall i but think I, with alex it's more like it's 
he's kind of fed up with how many guns there are in games and how easy it is to just design a game around shooting rather than the violence question. I mean, guns are definitely more boring to use than swords, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I was thinking about this with Cyberpunk 2077. And I was like moving on from The Witcher to like a shooty game. And I was like, yeah, but like like being a monster hunter and like going through all that prep and then stabbing things and like the sword play and stuff is way more fun than shooting. I think shooting things is... I know some people really like the immediacy of it, I guess. Mm. It's like the quickest way a game can let you input an action and get a result. So, mm. I mean, that's why we keep doing it. But it's just kind of boring. And, you know, the whole, like, the relationship between video game companies and arms manufacturers. Also and, that. You know, that kind of stuff. The options with which you can kill monsters. Oh, yeah. Like, just... smacking a... a T-Rex in the face with a big with a big bagpipe is oh just my, like, so <laughs> that's way better than shooting. Or like hitting it on the noggin with like a hammer and it's like oh, oh or the spin you do down their spines with the jewel blades. Beautiful. Like. Amazing. I, re- I think it's really interesting talking about um, the kind of restrictions of game design and how we often end up resorting to things like guns and violence mm. because that's the easiest way to have like an input um, output kind of system. I was talking about this when I watched a talk um, about Hitman 2 and the kind of level design and i love those games and the simulations that's, but i wish that's the that reboot was... hitman yeah the yes. rebooted hitman, hitman yeah, yeah. Uh, from io and how i i wish there were more games where there were complicated simulations like that but without the need for it to be about murder mm. and that basically seems to be what untitled goose game is going for like it is a simulation yeah. game where you watch I wish people. It was, I would do wish it was more of a simulation. Mm. Like it definitely does have a Hitman vibe to it, um, which yeah, loads of people have pointed out. And yeah, I think like, it's the same when yeah, playing Dishonored and stuff, all these immersive sims, and it's like, and it's like you build all these intricate systems, and then the only thing we can think to do with them is have you kill people in it. Mm. It's like surely it's like Shadow Mordor. I was thinking like that villain system and like. All we could think of of these growing characters and stuff was just you kill them. And it's mm. it's just, it ends up like a very shallow result. Which is why Outer Wilds is great, right? Mm. It was, yeah, you don't have to kill anything in it. You had great music. Yeah. <laughs> you just explored and tried to pilot. The hardest part of the game for me was piloting the ship. <laughs> I'm like, I really, I really, really want to play it. Me too. Yeah. Let I me know when you get on with it. Thinking this, because you talk a lot, Sam, about... Um, I just talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, you talk a lot about like wanting a good heist game, because we haven't really... And do you think like a system like that is like the right... So this, this is of... twofold. I want a new Thief game. Mm-hmm. This is good. Um, we haven't had one in so long. I, I remember playing Thief back in the day, thinking, this is the future of games. And then I waited the rest of my life going, they're never going to do it again. Um, but yeah, heist game, because... Yeah, because every like the one whenever I bring this up, people go payday. Mm. I'm like, payday is just a shooter, yeah, and occasionally that's... you go and pick up bags of money. It's not the, what what I want is the like Ocean's Eleven style, right. you know, thing of just like I don't know, like just yeah, you've got to come up with this intricate plan. Like, remember GTA Five had this whole thing, and they pitched about their heist, but you don't actually like you don't plan a heist, you don't no. do anything, you just go through these set pieces. And I re- yeah, I really want the thing of like. like 
plotting and like going through and like yeah non-violent thing it's all about yeah. stealth and yeah. you know misdirection and stuff specifically like first and or third person or i mean i'm i'm always leaning towards third person games and um, but de- i definitely like i, I imagine it's like even a cooperative thing because there's something. monaco right maggie i mean that yeah, game that, that's is, a good uh, that's Mon- monaco is like one of my favorites yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm still i still kind of don't gel with the visual style of it really yeah i love the visual style it's good but then when i play it i find it really hard to read sometimes I, I wondered if that was the point though because you'd have four people running about and you're yeah, all trying yeah, to read the screen at the same time but Mon- monaco is really good the soundtrack is also very good the music Excellent in monaco stuff. is brilliant it's um, very fun but it's i guess it's not like it's not this immersive experience it's not the, like, intri- yeah. it's not the intricate yeah. planning it's very chaotic which yes. is the point so yes. i uh did an interview so i wrote an article for medium about hacking games and i interviewed chris delay um from introversion because uh, they made uplink Oh, right. And he talked about their cancelled game, Subversion, which was supposed to be a heist game. And he said the problem with making a heist game is that the point of a heist, like when you watch a heist movie, it's that you like everything works out all right in the end through some clever plan. So you need to make the player responsible for that very, very clever plan. But how do you do that? How do you how allow do you the player failure? to be clever mm-hmm. when, you know, like without pointing them too much towards a particular path because that's not allowing them to feel like they worked out the solution for mm. themselves. I mean, I think, like, the... Um, it's a funny thing because whenever there's a stealth game, the bank level is always the best level. Mm. Um, like, Thief 2, Dishonored, Splatter Cell Chaos Theory. Every time there's a gay stealth game and there's a bank level, is the best one. And I think they come closest to this sort of thing. The thing that those games allow... Um, they're kind of clever is that um, Thief 2 particularly is like you get so much information to begin with then you have to find out new new information once you arrive and then you're able to put the heist into place so it becomes it's less of a thing it's less front loaded I guess so it's more like you're you're improvising and it allows room for failure and coming back from that failure and stuff which is so it's very it's very hard I guess so that's how they do it and that's how Mm. they deal with it it's very hard I guess to do the proper like classic heist thing because if if the player messes up, it either requires restarting or you need to create a system that allows for failure, which obviously in an intricate heist is like... But, even, but every like heist movie requires those moments of like, oh, something sure. goes wrong and they need to like mm. figure it out. So I think... I mean, it's not easy, but mm, I think I think there is a way. It's just it's just very presumably very expensive and very like. I think we should maybe do a, maybe a whole episode about this. Mm. Please, games. please, maybe get some developers on to talk yeah. about it. I imagine it's always going to be very difficult to make a game where it relies on the player being clever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can't make those assumptions about video game players. No. Um, anyway, we've we've veered kind of off track, but if we go back no guns, towards right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> gaming resolutions, uh, I thought we. we kind of getting to the end of the episode now i think but if i uh maybe just go through a few and you can all tell me which ones appeal to you most mm-hmm. maybe okay um so cg uh suggested the one they could try for themselves is you don't have to complete the game if you hate it uh they said they've played a lot of highly mediocre re- rpgs to completion out of curiosity um i thought a couple of years ago of maybe trying to go a whole year without playing any games where they force you to play as a man Ooh. um you you, yeah, I was <laughs> yeah well it would, this is the thing there are so many video games these days and so this relates to another one actually no games from developers with poor working conditions so mm. i've kind of been you know i i didn't play red dead redemption 2 in part because i mean in part because i didn't like the first one but in part because uh you know it came out that rockstar or it was reported that rockstar wasn't treating their staff very well and i thought you know that gives me a good excuse not to play this game that will take up a lot of my time mm. yeah um so 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so any excuse, I think, not to have to play every single game that comes out in that year, like Alex's thing, not playing games with guns in, mm -hmm. means that his his um, collection of games that he plays in one year is going to be so much more interesting and yeah. also help. It's like being a vegetarian and going out to food at a restaurant, right? Mm -hmm. Like it limits your choices, but in a way that can be quite handy mm -hmm. if you're if you find it difficult to choose. Or even forcing you to go back. I mean, it's almost as a way, it's almost a way to get through a mm. backlog in a sense, because then you're going back and actually identifying all those games that you missed before. Mm. Yeah. That now you have this opportunity to get into because you're missing out on Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, okay, related to Call of Duty, here's one, no sequels, only new IP. Whoa. Do we think wow. we could achieve that? I mean, you could, but I think I would be very sad. Oh, well. Oh. <laughs> also, also game specifically that you're looking very much forward well, to? I, that's like, in terms of big budget stuff, the game I'm most looking forward to is The Last of Us Part 2. Mm. So that would be that would be gone. That's coming out at the end of the year, though, so you can just wait till January. Is, is it? it? No, no, it's March. Oh, it's March. Shit. Wow, okay, that just blew my... Uh, blew my <laughs> <laughs> we'll be as, clo as close as close wow, as yeah. Also, what, what know, else I is coming out? That something else Final is Fantasy VII yeah, remake. Yeah, it's coming out on my birthday. So... I mean, Final Fantasy VII or yeah. Last of Us? The thing, the thing about the thing about sequels that feels kind of harsh is because sequels tend to be when games like games Good. games like in a series the best game is usually the second one. Like mm. it's usually once they go okay, how do we build on it? And that's okay, they, how uh, about no sequels past the second one? Well, I'd still be able to play Last <laughs> yeah. of Us Part Two. Devil May Cry Five was amazing, so a life without that would be pretty sad. They can be good though, right? Sequels. I'm not saying just that sequels are bad. Well. It's just yeah. that let's try and divert the industry's attention away from continuing no. to make the same game I over totally and over agree. again yeah yeah it'd be um, good for it, that. yeah there's um yeah, there's not been has there i don't know there, there hasn't been a lot of big new ips no. this i feel like this gen compared with last gen there was like not like last gen you had like the year of 2007 where pretty much all the big current Mm. IPs started. Yeah. Well, Horizon Zero Dawn. Dawn. Yeah. That's um, true. You had Outer Wilds, Outer Worlds, right. even though you didn't like it. Oh, I'm, it was I'm, thinking, a new I'm thinking specifically, yeah, yeah, big budget stuff. Yeah. There's there's some new stuff. I just think, like, back to, like, like I say, like 2007, around that time, you had, like, in the space of a year, you had, like, Assassin's Creed, the first Bioshock, uh, the first Mass Effect. Mm. Like, you had uh, Mirror's Edge. You, like, had all these well, IPs we had drop uh, at once. So it was the crazy. new Bioware thing. That was bad. Anthem. Anthem. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean people not, are trying. There's definitely bad new IPs. Yeah. Uh, are there games though that where the first game was great and the sequel was, and whether it's number two or number three, mm. was rubbish? Mm. Oh. Okay. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I mean, oh, that's a hard recently. one. Some people might say that about Dragon Age, that the first one was really good, but the second one was mm. bad, even though the second one was the best of the series. Yeah, so. a lot of people oh, say the I second think, one is the best one. A lot of people with good they taste. They say it now, but yeah. back in 2011, <laughs> I was the only I'm one. Gonna still, I'm going to say right now that the second one is bad. <laughs> well, thanks, thanks, thanks. Alex. I'm trying to think of a game that just had a really bad sequel. There's de there definitely is. It's just not coming to me. What about any of the other suggested resolutions? No games with forced male protagonists. No I mean, I already. I, I feel weird because that's when I all already try to like. Because I just, I'm just not in, like just, just not. As soon as I see a game with like a male protagonist, I'm just like, mm. uh, maybe I'll get around to it. I'm like that with television. Oh yeah, it's like oh, this is a story about some men. Sure, great everything. Yeah, I'm just, I'm immediately like <laughs> mad <I'm>, men. <laughs> yeah, mad it's men. Like, it's not like, a fan. It's, it's like the ratio. If you're telling a, another story about a man, it's like how interesting the everything else around it has to be for me to watch it is quite like there's mm. the, the ratio is like quite heavy. Whereas 
if you give me something from someone else, I'm like, I'm much more easily on board. If mm. we're going past, like going off the, the like no men thing, what would, apart from control, what else? Oh, I guess Elsinore, because that has a female protagonist. What else yeah. would you play games you can here? choose your protagonist. Well, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I, apart from those. Games with an actual set. Yeah. Mm. What have we got? In um, Outer Wilds, the race that you play as is genderless. Mm. Okay. Everyone refers to themselves as they. Mm. I'm sure. Um, I wouldn't have been able to play Astrologaster. Because that has Dr. Simon Foreman. Terrible, terrible man. But, but great, great to fun to play as. <laughs> Um, I'm just trying to think of stuff I've played this. bring up a list of games from <laughs> See, year. Death Stranding, you wouldn't have been able to play that. Oh, the the Eternal Cat. Oh, no, that's another one where you choose your gender, so I guess that doesn't count. Choosing your gender is fine. You're Ooh, allowed to. Well, it's just yeah, ones I... that force you to play as a man. Oh, well, well, the Eternal World Hearts has a female protagonist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They are nameless, unless they said the name and I forgot, but yeah. Oh, uh, Ape Out, actually, which I don't think we've talked about enough because it's probably my game of the year. What but, is Ape <laughs> um, Out? It's. Uh, Gosh, what is Ape Out? You play, <laughs> you play as a gorilla. You play as a gorilla yeah. escaping captivity. But the execution of that is it's basically it's um, this top down thing, and it plays out as jazz. Yeah. So like when you hit things, oh, instruments bounce off and stuff. Yeah. And it's it's just, dy- dynamic soundtrack. So like as you, as things are getting really intense, the music is following along and getting pretty yeah. intense. And as it kind of calms down, the jazz. It's calms on my. Down it's on my list to get back around. Uh, yeah, sure. And I mean, it is hyper violent. Have you played um, it as well? Um, a little, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's a, yeah, but it's, uh, I mean, in a sense of like, I mean, it feels like a kind of rebellion because you're, you're killing your captors. Basically, it's like this, uh, uh, rebellious violence in a sense as well. The, I'm all all about cathartic violence. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, it came out at a time, like kind of also in reaction to when they executed that gorilla in the U S because, uh, yeah. Um, and just everything surrounding it, I don't know, mm. it's very um, interesting. But I, I, did, I do think it's a difficult game, but I like how mm. satisfying the loop is because you're immediately back in from the start and it gives you this really satisfying... You've got a timer. Satisfying, got yeah, well, there's also the, when you lose yeah. or die or whatever, fail the level, it like zooms out from the level and you see exactly your, your route that you were taken and yeah. how far you made it and you're immediately oh. back in and it's just like this... It's and not really like it's amazing. I think yeah. it's, it's the music that really made the game. And Turn that off. And it feels completely in. different. Mm. Yeah. I um so speaking of like choosing your gender, when I play Ancestors, a humankind odyssey, I always choose to play as a female ape, even though it has absolutely no bearing on the gameplay at all. I'm just like, nope, no male apes for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Although the, I guess the only thing you haven't started playing it yet, have you? You've played no. some, right? Yeah. The only thing is that the you obviously the female apes have to bear the children, but once you've had two, you can't have any more. It's the way of kind of restricting the size of the clan, I guess. So once you've had two babies, that female ape is essentially useless to furthering the uh, the size of the of the group. Yikes. So I always play as the the female apes, get them a nice spear, go out and fight snakes. I'm trying to remember now, it's probably not. But was there something like evolutionary? Because they kept on harping on like everything that we put in this game was thoroughly researched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like how evolution happened, including having to tick off <laughs> tick off lists of of accomplishments. Of we are going to talk about ancestors uh, in the new year. Um, so you watching this in 2020 will see that video soon. Uh, before we uh, move on, does anyone have any non-gaming resolutions they wanted to talk about? 
I want to be able to do a handstand, the splits, 10 press-ups, and 10 wow pull-ups. That's like five yeah. resolutions. Is it? Oh, I, <laughs> yeah, you can split oh, that out. Oh, oh, well, I just thought it was like one big fitness goal. So <laughs> yes. The whole this thing. means you can like a tick one off like yeah, throughout the year. Yeah. That's well, a much better way of doing let's it. Let's hope I can do it. So. I taught myself the splits for Cats, a musical that I performed in, in Leamington. It took me like eight months. So <sighs> start now. Start now. I'll show you what exercises I did after this. Please do. I will. <laughs> Not on camera. <laughs> um, anyone else got any non-gaming resolutions? This is a little half and half, I guess. Um, I feel very lucky that we get keys sometimes for the games that we play. Mm. Um, I do feel bad sometimes now when I go, oh my God, that game was 50 quid. But when I think about how much time and effort people have put into making a game, it, it's so long. It's so hard to make a game. I tried earlier this year and just to make a small one minute Bitsy game that took me two or three days. Mm. Um, and that's just a tiny little, you know. Um, so I feel like maybe this year I want to be more careful with how, what games I buy, how I spend my money on games and where that goes to. So one of the games I want to play and buy is Inmost mm. um, by... Well, published it's, it's by Chucklefish, yeah. Yeah. but it's by Hidden Layer Studio, the I think one, they're yeah. called, based in Lithuania, I think. Mm. Yeah, so I'm waiting for the, the version that's coming to the Switch or PC, because right now it's an Apple Arcade. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it looks great, that game. It does. Yeah. It's like a nice. kind of black and white horror platformer. Yeah, it's all mm. yeah. different dark blue hues. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, developed by Hidden Layer Games, yeah. Cool. Anyone else? Or more, more climbing, Sam? Get a girlfriend. Get a girlfriend. If anyone's watching this, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't go on a single. Well, I went on one single date in 2019 on New Year's Day. That was it. I haven't seen anyone, so I don't know. Maybe that's the thing for 2020. Go on more dates. Yeah. Go on more dates. Oh, so I'm already, you you say place, it now. Now you got a place so to take scary. him. Yeah. You got a place to take him now. Yeah. <laughs> please, please come to my place of work. <laughs> doesn't doesn't that sound so sexy? <laughs> There's good drinks and good pastries. Mm. Be a good place that's to. a much better pitch yeah. <laughs> uh alex p anything else apart from making sure you spend more time seeing your daughter grow up um, i mean uh, uh, that's plenty right like, yeah i mean that's, that's a massive life goal, parenthood like. too easy you need something else <laughs> i don't know maybe i don't know that, that yeah just doing that right yeah sounds good do, right um, we want to hear what your news resolutions are. If you have any, and you don't have to, we're not pressuring anyone here, but if you do have any suggestions, uh, then you should send them in to us. Uh, post them on glasshouse.games. Uh, that's the best way to reach us. Or you can email us, community at glasshouse.games, or tweet us at GHG Show. Uh, finally, speaking of about food, uh, we are going to follow up all that food for thought with actual food this week. It's hidden under the table. <laughs> So this is from Maggie. A very nice bag. This mm. is my bag. Sorry, the bag is mine. <laughs> the bag was given to me free uh, by Closet, uh, which Ooh. is a place I get most of my dresses from uh, when I do buy new clothes, which I didn't this year. Um, but they are very good and they always have pockets. Um, but yeah, Maggie has made... Condensed milk cookies. All that sugar. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, your wife might not like them very much, <laughs> but they are pretty sugary and very yummy. I've tried the bigger version Can of I them. dive in? Yes, help yourself, everyone. Uh, so for people who are just listening, they're very, very dainty little, very little cookies. Um, mm. Cookies in the... I guess would 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 you call them just biscuits here in the UK? Yeah. I'd say so. Okay, yeah. so biscuits slash cookies, depending on what you want to call them. Uh, nice, nice pale in color, with a kind of darker around the edges. 
How are they? It's kind of like sharp edges around there. Yeah, mm. really nice. I think good with clotted cream. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yum. Everything's good with clotted yeah. cream. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have, you should have baklava with clotted cream. It is Ooh. a great combo and drizzle some honey on top. Oh, you, you, you can get it around here. Yeah. It's a, like a, a Greek pistachio. Yeah, is it Greek? The whole kind of Mediterranean. Mediterranean. Yeah, we yeah. have the hairy one. Yes. Hairy? Yeah, it looks hairy. It's like all the strands. <laughs> that was, that like was a nod from Kit. <laughs> it's like hairy. Uh, is there a recipe where people can... Make these Just for themselves. Google condensed milk cookies. They're really easy. I think five or six ingredients. Excellent. Mostly condensed milk. Uh, does anyone have any recommendations that they want to share for things that people should do, keeping in mind that this is January? So by now, Mr. Robo will have finished. Watch <laughs> it all. Go on and watch it. It's like an incredible TV show. It's so funny that we've rounded off this video games podcast by being like, everyone needs to watch The Expanse and Mr. Robot. Our audience already knows about video games. Yeah, that's true. We need Um, to expand the horizon now. I'm going to recommend there is an exhibition at the Holocaust Library, (laughs) the Wiener Wiener Holocaust Library in London uh, about the Romani uh, population um, who were also targeted during the Holocaust in a different but also similar way uh, to the Jews and not a lot of people know about it so that's worth going to check out I my family is Romani which is why I went but also anyone who wants to learn more about uh, something awful that happened in our not so distant history um, that is worth going to it's only one room so you can do it in an afternoon uh, anyone else got any recommendations get a plant oh can yeah Get plant. How did or I? She's like, though. I'm the plant lady. <laughs> How dare you, Maggie, come after did my you, Did you see my picture recently of the I spider did. plant? I was very Ooh, proud. It's growing, it's growing. Yeah, yeah. They do grow very fast. Yeah, that's a good plant, actually. A spider plant. She gifted me a nice her. little spider plant that yeah. I've been looking after. <laughs> if yeah. anyone wants one, I'm sure Shay's got spares. I've got loads. <laughs> <laughs> I have another cinema-based one. Ooh. Ooh. Um, try and get out to watch independent movies in independent cinemas. Mmm. Mm. Good call. Is that a resolution or a tip? Definitely a resolution for me, yeah. If I mean, so there's loads in London, but if you're in Glasgow, the Glasgow Film Theatre is banging. That's the right. If you're in Glasgow or you're near Glasgow, that's one to go to. Very awesome. We went to see um, The Farewell in mm. Lemmington's kind of old cinema in the spa centre, and that was quite good, wasn't it? That was really funny. So yeah, it's... the film was amazing. Yeah, if you haven't seen The Farewell and there's a way that you can watch it. Have you so, seen it, Sam? No, it's on my list. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, really good. Um, anyway, if we've made you hungry, uh, you can uh, make your own clotted cream cookies. Clotted cream cookies? Condensed, condensed, condensed milk, milk cookies with clotted cream um, by just Googling for a recipe, as Maggie said. Um, if you have any suggestions for food we should try uh, or topics we should talk about, head over to glasshouse.games, leave us a comment, email us at community at glasshouse.games or tweet us at GHG Show. You can watch more of our shows on YouTube or on glasshouse.games. And maybe now, slash in the near future, we will also have audio-only versions for you to listen to as well. Thank you very much to Shay. Welcome. And Sam. Thanks for having me. And Maggie. (laughs) Nodding and chewing. And Alex P. Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year. (laughs) Happy New Year for the future, for us and the past, for you. You're probably sick of it already. Um, And thanks also to the wonderful Kit for making the show happen every week and to Dan C. Parks for the music. I'm Jordan Eric Weber. Talk again soon. Bye.